<laughs> a lot to talk about. We're going to have to pack it all into one hour. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun challenge. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills, and I hope you've had just a bang-up day. I had an especially great day. Let me tell you why. Uh, let me make this about me. Two or three of my best high school friends, we still talk like every day in a group chat. One of my buddies lives out in New York now. Another lives in Utah. Uh, another lives up in the cities. And he listens to the show from time to time. They're just diehard Twins fans. I grew up about an hour from the Twin Cities. Diehard Twins fans. And these days, for whatever reason, we never feud over Brewers Twins. I'm fine seeing their Twins win. They're fine seeing my Brewers. But I, I think they just do it to get under my skin when our teams play. Like, after the first inning last night, Buxton hits a homer to put the Twins up one nothing. I'm getting texts. Oh, Grant's scared. Grant, Grant's not going to come anywhere near this chat tonight. It's like, geez. So, because of my annoying high school friends, felt a little good to see the Brewers, yes, of course, walk it off in extras last night or walk it off in the ninth. I should say not in extras. Luis Urias again. And then today, Rowdy Telez just leaving, no doubt. It's funny. It's funny watching games where Rowdy Telez just shows up to the ballpark with zero intention of messing around. No intention of messing around from, <laughs> from Rowdy Telez today. What do you have? Six RBIs, I believe. And he had, what, eight in a game earlier this year? With a normal amount of time to prep for a show, I would have done this research throughout the day. I would have laid it out nicely, maybe worked in an analogy. <laughs> Flying by the seat of our pants a little bit more today. So we can talk about both today's Brewer game and last night's Brewer game. Brewers won today 10-4. to Last night, 7-6. to Again, Luis Urias, a walk-off sack fly. I'll take it. A little anticlimactic, but it's better than a walk-off walk, which is what I thought maybe we were going to get. That would have sucked. Would not have been a fan of that. So we have two Brewer games to talk about. I have a ton of Brian Gutekunst audio that I was going to kind of sparse out through two hours, but tonight we got to pack it in a little tighter. Aaron Rodgers spoke, Matt LaFleur as well. A lot of different things we could get to today. I'm going to feel it out. If you guys want to talk a lot of Brewers and the texts and the calls are popping, then we can stick with the Brewers. That's fine. Packers can wait until tomorrow. Or if you don't care about the Brewers and you just want to get to football and training camp, we can do that as well. Your choice. Let me know. 608-796-2558. You can give me a call or a text. I was told yesterday by a listener that I read the number too fast. So I'm going to read it again. Ready? If you have been listening for weeks or maybe years and you've never gotten the number down, here's your chance. I'm about to read it very slowly. Grab a pen and paper. Put this in your phone. 608-796-2558. And you know what? I'm going to put that in my Twitter bio during the next commercial break. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. So that's another way to get connected with the show. Jared and DeForest says 42 runs on a five and one homestand. Anyone asking for more in the first six games back is senile. Hey, now great restart. Keep it moving and go feast on the green monster. God, I hope so. Be great. I want to, I want to kick the sand out of the Red Sox. I don't know if that's an expression, but it felt right. I want to kick the sand. I want to kick the tar. I want to kick the rocks off of the Red Sox this weekend. I'm all about that. I don't know if you saw it, Jared, but the Brewers won the first three games against the Rockies. And then on Monday night, the Brewers lost. I saw a lot of tweets. Oh, see, this team sucks. You know, lose one game. None of the wins count. But a nice little two-game sweep at home over the Twins. Stick it to the Twins fans. Even though I, I don't think most Brewers or Twins fans care about the rivalry. Unless they have annoying friends that always bring it up, which I do. So I care a little bit. Let's talk to Scott. 608-796-2558. What's up, Scott? Welcome. Hey, Glenn. How's it going, man? It's funny that you're talking about like the pace of the game back, you know, 20 years ago or so, I worked in the Minnesota Twins ticket phone room sales oh, area. Yeah, yeah. So we used to basically have to sit there and hang out during the games and stuff. We always kind of figured that, 
each half inning should take 10 minutes to keep you on that pace. So it's yep. hilarious that you mentioned that one hour per three innings. I'm like, yep, that's what we used to do. We just keep going 10 minutes per three outs. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> but, but, but again, if you never worked in baseball, not never thought about that once. But if you work in some capacity, if you're a like beat reporters get it for sure, but you know, if you are working in a studio or you're working at a ballpark, you get that down to a science. You are keeping track, and you know if the game is ahead or behind schedule. You're very in tune with it. Yeah, pitching changes were the worst. It's like, oh, we're going to bring this guy in for one batter. Oh, we're going to bring another guy in. So it's like, oh, we're going to be here forever. Well, and I've been to uh, Northwoods League's games. I have a buddy who works uh, for Northwoods League team. And if we make plans after the game, it's like, oh, of course. So there's been six walks this inning, right? And sometimes lower-level baseball, you'll hit a batter and then walk a guy. And it, it can just get really ugly and slow. Not so much in Major League Baseball, but it can still happen. Um, but then again, when I'm waiting to start my show and I'm like, okay, it's 10 to 4. Like, we got no-name pitchers in there. Let's just let's wrap this up so we can get to the, the Wisco Sports Show. But I get it. It's an hour, three innings. That's a good pace. Brewers started very slowly today in the first and second. Well, that was hilarious in that one inning when they, the Twins walked the bases loaded with a pitching change, and they walk a guy in. He's like, man, this inning's taking forever, and yep. no one's even put a ball in play. No one's, <laughs> no one's put a ball in play. No one's gotten a hit. I mean, we've seen this. We saw this last night. I think it was in the eighth. The Brewers loaded the bases, right, and failed to score. And it's like these, these innings are taking forever. And games throughout the last couple of days, they've taken a long time. There have been some long games since the All-Star break. But these games have been exciting, Scott, so I think we're taking it. I don't care that the game takes a long time if it's a good, entertaining product. And these games have been good and entertaining so far. Yeah, wins make it all worthwhile. You can stomach a lot if you come out on top. So. Yeah, that's that's true, and it helps to be on the winning side. I was talking with a buddy at work today who's a Twins fan, and we were both saying, oh, good game last night. And he's like, yeah, it was, I guess a great game until, you know, my team lost. <laughs> so it's easy for me to say. I know what you mean, Scott. That's all I got, Graham, man. Thanks for the call, man. I'll, I'll keep listening. You keep going, man. <laughs> all right, Scott. Thanks for the call. I want to make sure. I don't want to cut him off. You got one last thing to say? No? Okay, we'll wrap it up. Appreciate the call. 608-796-2558. I want to read you a tweet that I saved last night from our friend Bart Winkler. We're going to be doing Packers hot takes before too long, next couple of weeks. Uh, highly anticipated segment every year. He tweeted last night, this game was 7-6, to six, had a bunch of lead changes, and was fun. Give me this kind of four-hour game over whatever two-hour TikTok that Rob Manfred has tried to force on us. Yeah, th- this is the problem with baseball. A- and I think it's a problem that will never be solved. There's so many games. There's just, there's going to be games that suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's going to be there's going to be duds. 162 of anything, you could buy 162 apples. There's going to be some bad apples in there. You could buy 162 used cars. There's going to be some lemons. There's going to be some that don't work out, right? You could buy 162 you get the point. I don't need to keep doing this. There's going to be duds, right? And for baseball fans like you and me that for the most part I think watch every night it's easy to get bogged down on a random Tuesday in June. Oh, this game sucks. Baseball's a crummy product, and some nights it is. But when you have 162 of anything, there's going to be a bad product. In the NFL, even a game that's ugly and gross and terrible, we embrace it. Oh, that's, that's smash mouth grown man football. Like when Wisconsin plays Northwestern, and it's 12 to 9, and there's a million punts, and it's really ugly. Now, we celebrate that because that's Big Ten football. That's NFC North football. Right? Because there's such a small sample of games, we almost trick ourselves into enjoying even the worst football games because we have to. There's so few. With baseball, it's not the case. So what I've been trying to tell myself this summer and condition myself, Grant, it's a Tuesday night game against the Reds. 
You will not remember this game in a couple of months. Do not get bent out of shape because, well, no one's putting the bat on the ball. And there's no balls. In Grant, hey, watch something else. If, if you really can't stand it, turn it off. Watch something else. Come back tomorrow. There's another game. Right? They're not all going to be great. But I like that tweet last night from our friend Bart Winkler. Give me this kind of four-hour game over whatever two-hour TikTok Rob Manford is trying to force on us. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have the game be good and take a long time. Like, were you complaining about how long the game took today? And I'm sure you're saying, well, Grant, we wanted the Wisco Sports Show to start. I know, I know. <laughs> I doubt too many people were saying that. Right, but when the game is good and you're scoring runs and there's action and intrigue and the game's going back and forth, if the game takes four hours, the game takes four hours. At least it's a good game. Last night, a couple of things that jumped out to me. Yelich both had an awesome game and a game that made me really angry. <laughs> I was watching uh, Andrew Wagner go through it on Twitter last night and fight back and forth with a couple of people. Christian Yelich last night, I think, had two doubles, didn't he? Now, it's, it's not like the first one was a world beater. A double's a double. Um, but I believe Yelich, and I'm trying to find it in the box here. Yelich did have two doubles last night. The problem was he came up later on in the game with an opportunity for a big hit, a game-deciding hit, runners on base, and he walks. And he did that a couple of times today, too. Right? It just seems like in those big moments, there's still a lot left to be desired with Yelich. And I saw Andrew Wagner arguing with people on Twitter last night. It's like, well, he didn't get any good pitches to hit. Okay, how long has it been since he's hit a homer, though? You know, It's not like every at-bat for a month He's going up there and not getting any good pitches to hit. And I understand. Again, he had two doubles last night, and that was great. But then he came up later in a big moment with a chance to at least put the ball in play, make an effort, try to come through in the clutch and and be the hero for the team. And it's like, no, I'm actually going to dig in and try my damnedest to take a walk here. Eh, Seems a little little cowardly. I know, because there's examples where I've done this in my life, right? You ever play Call of Duty? You play Search and Destroy? It's tough. When you're the last one alive on your team, you're not playing like a superhero. You're just trying not to get embarrassed. You're hiding behind rocks. You're camping. You're taking it easy. I'm not trying to go plant the bomb. I'm just trying to not have my friends laugh at me. I get it. But I'm not Christian Yelich. And we're not talking about Call of Duty. Baseball is a little different. So Yelich last night, just such a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a corollary, uh, not a conniption. What's the, you know the word. The thing where, the, where I'm, somebody texted to me. The word where, not a conundrum, I think it's a C word, where it's just a walking contradiction. Anybody? What's the word? Uh, I'm going to look up. This is I literally cannot continue until I figure out what this word is. Contradiction synonyms. It's got to be in here. It's got to be in here. Dilemma, lose, lose. A paradox. Boom. That's what it is. He's a paradox. Last night was a paradox. Summit bats. Yes, there it is. We're driving the ball to the opposite field. We're getting on our horse. We're turning singles into doubles. That's great. And then Paradox, later on in the game, he comes back up. And it's like, man, you don't really want anything to do with that moment, do you? Just shrinks in some of those moments, which is frustrating. Before we take a break, uh, let's talk to Binks on French Island really quickly. Binks, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Hey, did, uh, we were just talking about Yelich, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that, that was from last night's game, right? Yeah, I was talking about last night's. But today, much of the same. He came up in a, in a bases-loaded jam and, again, worked a walk, which, not the end of the world, but I, I kind of want to see him go for it a little bit, Pinks. It seems like he's shying away and he just wants to avoid getting out. I, I want him to be the guy he was a few years ago. We, for $27 million, I want to see it too. Yeah. Even I want to see a single. I want to see a double, a triple, a home run. Great. I want to see an error. I, I could care less. Uh, 
but some productivity. The, another question is uh, if he walks, when he walked last night, and I, I didn't see it, but my question is where's the bunt? Where's the bunt for to get him over to in a fly ball and win the game? But we won, so mm-hmm. I'm, like you said, I love what you say, Grant. Mm-hmm. We won the game. Okay, move on, next game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a very good point. So, Well, hey, you, uh, I, I, we didn't get a bunt, but we got a sack fly from Luis Urias. We got a, a nice uh, sack fly today where we got a runner on, moved over on a, a stolen base, then a ground ball, and then a sack fly. There have been some instances of small ball. Now, Tyrone Taylor, I think, struck out today on some nasty change-ups. He had an opportunity to maybe just get one into the outfield, but at least through these first six games, the Brewers have done an okay an okay job, hardly a ringing endorsement, but they've done an okay job. There's a guy at third, you know, putting the ball in play and giving them a chance to score. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I guess we really have to ask ourselves, who's in the first place in the NL Central? Oh, uh, the Brewers. That's the GD Brewers, Binks. Who else? <laughs> okay. Well, that's good because uh, at least just uh, – if the Cardinals keep losing, that's all we need to have. I mean, just... You know, it's it's kind of funny that the Cardinals... So, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are vaccinated, so they can't play in Canada. Make whatever decision you want. I'm not, I'm not judging the decision to get vaccinated or not. It's just kind of funny to see the Cardinals get unlucky. It's like, oh, sorry, you can't have your two best players because of these outside circumstances. It just seems like the Cardinals are always getting lucky, and they're finding these edges, and they have the devil magic. It's funny to see them get bit for a couple of games. That's all I'll say on that. It's, it's the Cardinals. I just, I. Oh, no. Binks, did we lose you? I think we lost you, Binks. Binks, you either, are, are you in a basement? You sound, uh, you sound a little stuffy today. I think we got the gist of your call, Binks. I appreciate your call and your thoughts. I think we were mostly just going to rag on the Cardinals. And then wrap it up. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny to see the Cardinals take a little bit of bad luck. And Binks, I know we didn't get a bunt, like you said, but Luis Urias driving in a game-winning run last night with a sack fly. I think there was a sack fly, at least one that led to a run today. Although it's not exciting, it's not boring, it, it's still important. It's important to be able to score that way. You want to be able to score and scratch runs across in lots of different ways. You want to be a well-rounded team. Brewers looking pretty well-rounded this weekend, albeit against some teams with lackluster pitching. St. Paul Schmidt, this is something to chew on when we come back. Yelich is the baseball equivalent of a quarterback who is named as a game manager. Hmm. Whoa. Let's take three minutes to chew on that, come back and maybe try to hash that idea out. I like that St. Paul Schmidt. I think we're, we're going for something there. Let's come back and talk more about that. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you enjoyed the Brewers beating the pulp out of the Twins today. They were 7-6 to six winners walking off the bottom of the ninth last night and then winning 10-4, to four, I believe, today. I don't have the score in front of me, but that sounds right. The relief on Council's face when the Brewers won last night. <laughs> he wasn't relieved that they won. He was relieved that they weren't going to extras and he didn't have to, you know, fully deplete his bullpen the night before a day game. Now, they do have a day off tomorrow. Corbin Burns going today helps the pitching staff a little bit. 
But half the time, I feel like Craig Council is either angry or happy after a game based on how he's set up for the next day. Like, the Brewers could win a game, and if it completely tanks the entire pitching staff, I feel like Counts is still going to be crabby. So I'm watching him celebrate last night. I'm like, he, he's just glad that he avoided another extra inning game, which would have been the second one in five days, six days now. They played in extras on Friday night when they came back, and they went to the 13th. Not just a casual 10 or 11, but they went 13, I believe, right? 608-796-2558 if you want to give me a ring or a text. You can find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. We were talking about Yelich, especially last night's game. A little bit of a paradox. He had two great moments. He had two doubles. Some RBIs, too. And then he came up late in the game, I believe with the bases loaded or close to loaded. Again, because the Brewers were on this afternoon, I didn't maybe do as much show prep as I normally would, but we watched last night. Yelich comes up, guys on base, big spot, and it looks like to me when I watch, he's up there trying to take a walk. He's up there, best case scenario, just take a walk. And I I know that's a good outcome. Like, he's getting on base. I'm not going to complain. He took a walk today. Did he walk in a run today where he was close to walking in a run? Again, these two games start to run together from last night and today. I barely slept last night. It was a whole the whole ordeal you don't need the story the mattress pad got all jammed up and it was and then it was thunderstorming and whatever last night and today they started to run together as i've started to talk about them on the show tonight but yellow just come up bags juiced big moment in the game and what do we get we get you know a desperate attempt to take a walk and I guess some Yelich defenders or Brewers defenders and I saw Andrew Wagner kind of arguing back with people last night is like well what do you want him to do He's not getting any great pitches to hit. You know, he's up there fighting off. And it seemed like today he was either watching balls or fouling off strikes. And again, walking isn't a bad thing. But this offense needs a hero. We need a guy in the playoffs to be a little bit larger than life. The Braves had it with Freeman last year. They had a couple of other guys play up a few levels, too. You need a guy who rises above in some of these moments I don't really know who's that's supposed to be on this team. And I know Hunter Renfro's had a nice four or five game stretch, but come on. It's not like, come on. It's not like Hunter Renfro is Mookie Betts now. He's a very good outfielder who can get hot. So is Avi Garcia. Avi Garcia did not get hot in the playoffs last year, right? We need a guy, we need a bat that you fear a little bit. And Yelich is coming up in these moments with an opportunity to do huge damage and really stamp his mark on the game. And he's fighting for walks. Not the worst outcome again, but it it just seems like he's trying to avoid getting out rather than trying to make the play. And St. Paul Schmidt texted in before the break. He said, Yelich is the baseball equivalent of a quarterback who is named as a game manager. So I guess let's try to make a comparison. Let's see if this lines up. Uh, Let's think of Jack Cohen, Ben Kenny's boy. Ben Kenny's Zach Halpern, by the way, putting out some awesome content from Big Ten Media Days can find their podcast they were on live yesterday they were covered up by the brewers today as was the first half of my show but you can check out their podcast and post a lot of clips and stuff cool stuff on twitter check out zach and benny stuff there at uh ben z kenny i do not call him benny i don't think we're we're not brother and sister i don't think i can get away with that benny benny kenny uh check out their stuff though big 10 media days let's talk about jack cohen ben's guy always making the correct play never really doing too much, but never really making the catastrophic mistake. Unless, of course, you want to talk about that interception against Illinois, but we don't 
talk about that. Jack Cohen stands don't talk about that. So Jack Cohen, in moments, is supposed to make the right play, don't overdo it, don't overextend, don't make a, a crushing mistake. I think Yelich comes up to the plate, bags juiced, and thinks, well, I don't want to ground into a double play. I really don't want to strike out, so I'm just going to try to walk, right? Forget getting a hit. I'm going to swing defensively, protect the plate, and I'm going to walk. And no one can really kill me for that. And no one could really kill Jack Cohen for checking the ball down to XYZ receiver or XYZ running back for a three-yard gain. You're not going to beat Ohio State doing that, but you're probably also not going to lose to Illinois. I say probably because they did. <laughs> so, again, maybe you're not the best example. But I think, of, you know, Alex Smith, classic game manager, although he was better than a game manager at times. But at the end in Kansas City, that's what he became. And that's why Andy Reid and Brett Veach in Kansas City wanted to move on to Patrick Mahomes. They wanted something bigger and better. With the Brewers, you can win a lot of games against bad teams with Christian Yelich just kind of trying to avoid making a big mistake. That'll work. But at some point, I, I want him to be aggressive. I want him to play like a player who's feared, like a player you don't want at the plate in a big spot, not the player who is probably going to take a walk and shuffle the responsibility in the moment to the next guy in the lineup. You know what I mean? 608-796-2558, Twitter at Wisco Grant. Let's shift to the Packers. Let's talk about the Packers coming up next. Brian Gutekind spoke to the media today. Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur as well. I have some sound bites. And what we can do, you know, we can play a few, talk about them, and see where we end up. Let's see where Mike Clemens' beautiful audio takes us. Back in five minutes, it's the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. We're talking Brewers at least for another two or three minutes, and then I want to get into the Packers. Training camp officially started today. I'm saying it officially started today. Rookies reported somewhere in the last couple of days, and then everybody else got there, but they actually did stuff on the field today. So I officially started today for all intents and purposes on the Wisco Sports Show. Got a text here that says, Grant, shout out to your hometown. Taryn Bobber got called up to the big leagues with the Orioles. Yes, he did. Right about that. I should have said something about that. Was that last night I saw that? My mom sent me a link to, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, Menominee, having a heck of a week. I think Nate Stanley worked out for the Packers not that long ago too, didn't he? I saw a tweet about it today. I saw when he was released from the Vikings, and then I saw today, I think it was Schneidman reported that they worked out Tanner Morgan and a wide receiver that I don't remember, and he said they also worked out Nate Stanley last week. There's a lot of I thinks on the show today. <laughs> there's, not a lot, there's not a lot of confirmed uh, facts on the show. Oh, I saw this on Twitter in the last couple of days from this person, I think. But yeah, shout out to Menominee and shout out to Taryn Vavra for starting his career in the majors with the Orioles. That's pretty cool. Damn right. Thank you for the text. 608-796-2558. I get a tweet here from uh, one of the best listeners, longtime listener, Jeremy Insconi. Says, uh, Wisco Grant, he swung at the first pitch last night. Dude opened him with a breaking ball he hadn't thrown. Can't dump on Yelich for walking. See, and this is when Andrew Wagner was preaching on Twitter last night. And in a specific sense, I agree with you. But it's more of a big picture thing, 
Like, I don't need to break down these at-bats in detail, although you did, and I appreciate that, because like I said, these last two games have started to run together, and Yelich has had great at-bats with big hits, and then the other at-bats, he gets up there, and I am just want a little more. And Andrew Wagner was tweeting about this last night, too. He's like, well, he didn't get thrown anything to hit. You know, what do you want him to do? You want to hit him a home run on every pitch? Said, well, no, not on every pitch. Let's, let's be reasonable. Let's calm down. Not on every pitch. I just have a hard time believing that Yelich is up there every at-bat and not getting thrown anything to hit. Now, situationally, Jeremy, you're right. He can't hit a home run on every at-bat. And if you break down the at-bat last night, maybe a walk was the best possible outcome. I just, I don't know. I, I watch him, and I watch the way he behaves, and it just seems like when he works a count to two balls, something shifts in his brain where he's like, okay, now I can get a walk. I'm going to go for a walk. Again, that's just the way I perceive it. If you ask Yelich, he might, you know, spit on that. In fact, he probably would. But then again, I'm just telling you what I see. Thank you for the tweet. At Wisco Grant. I want to talk a little bit about the Packers here. Brian Gudikin spoke to the media today, and I thought we could just play some of these clips. And when one jumps out to us, we can pause and go more in depth. Think of these cuts. Think of these sound bites as little mini diving boards, right? And we're just, we're just jumping around on them. And if we want to dive deeper into any of these individual things, we can. Or we can play a clip and we can be like, eh, yeah, that's fine. Let's move on. Let's start with the housekeeping items. Uh, he talked about the injuries, Bakhtiari, guys who are on the PUP, which I think I've observed. Uh, that's what real football guy, guys call the pup. We don't say the pup. We say we say PUP, um, beat reporters and, you know, football guys. Let's start with Bakhtiari. To the credit of one Brian Gudikins, he actually gave us something with this answer today. We learned something. Here. You know, I, I'm, we're not going to put a time uh, To be hyper-specific, the question that he was asked was, will he be ready for week one? You know, I, I'm, we're not going to put a timetable on it, but what I will say is, like, you know, Dave had a very significant injury, uh, much more than just an ACL way back uh, when it occurred. I thought he busted his tail to get back last season. And then as we went through, um, as we went through that, that last game versus Detroit, you know, I think... <clears throat> when he came out of that, it, you know, he wasn't particularly happy with how he responded. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, he did have another procedure and so, um, yeah, in the offseason. But I think that, I'm being uh, a jerk. you know, we're, we're cautiously optimistic. So I didn't know that. Excuse me. <clears throat> I didn't know that, that he, <laughs> that he had another procedure. With the Packers, it's so weird. It, they don't put anything out. They don't tell us anything. But then when it comes out, they'll confirm it the same with Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekind's the way with Mark Murphy he was talking about whether or not they had been extended have you extended Matt LaFleur or Brian Gutekind's and his answer was well we'll keep that private you know if it comes out then we'll you know we'll speak to it it's like well why don't you just why don't you just put it out and then we'll know for sure right so I think the Packers sometimes the, the truth is learned retroactively it's like well actually he hurt way more than his ACL this injury was way worse than just a simple ACL tear it's like oh really so you mean I could have saved all of this time thinking, will he be ready for week one? Will he be ready after the bye? Will he be ready for the play? If you just would have told us, hey, his injury is really brutal and he might not come back at all this year. Okay, well, I guess maybe there's no reason for the Packers to tell us that, but it would have been nice to know. I actually feel better about Bakhtiari's situation now than I did when we first learned that he was going to start camp on the PUP. I saved a tweet here from Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press Gazette. This is four hours ago. Left tackle David Bakhtiari doesn't have a timeline for his return, but he sounds optimistic about the recovery process from the torn ACL despite landing on the pup. Quote, I do feel really good. I feel normal. He says this is the first time since tearing his ACL that his knee has felt normal. He had a cleanup procedure this summer, which uh, one 
Brian Gudikins talked more about, and we'll get back to that audio here in a sec. I have a couple more clips to play. First, let's talk to Dean in Lacrosse, 608-796-2558. What's up, Dean? Hey, uh, speaking of candor by football executives, um, I was just commenting. I mean, you might have talked about this the other day, but the Kirk Cousins comment <laughs> by their GM effectively, well, he's no Mahomes. And it's like, fine, if you're, you know, doing a 12-team fantasy draft, you might draft and stash Kirk Cousins for that yeah. bye week or if he gets on one of his binges. But I don't know, as a GM, I've always thought that he was pretty highly paid and he's definitely the highest paid on the team. So what does that mean about everybody else? I know it's all relative to position, but, um, yeah, I I thought that that was pretty strange. And the other thing was about the Packers with their noon games. That was just sort of like (laughs) (laughs) unforced error. But I I kind of agree with him. Like, it's a first-world problem sort of thing of like, oh, yeah, we've got noon games instead of evening games. But, like, man, these guys just need, like, a PR team around them or they should uh, stash it in the – back room until they've got their communications director out there but yeah so the Packers noon games you know I, I don't like having the the sun right in your face if you're the three yeah. o'clock games are the worst because you got the sun right in your face if you're at the, the stadium but the noon games you know you can get home at a decent hour I think everybody on the Packers side I'm a Viking fan but everyone on the okay. Packers side is, is probably saying yeah that's that's more enjoyable of an experience to go to games and they don't care if the rest of the country gets to see them more so, so yeah these executives come on can i, can I ask you something because I, I actually i have some quesiadofa mensa audio and i was going to talk about some of the storylines around the league and and one was the niners one was the cowboys and then i had this clip of quesi to play and the show just got shortened because the brewers today so i'm going to save it for tomorrow but seeing you brought it up i actually watched the full 18 minute presser that quesiadofa mensa gave yesterday it's um, it's not weird. Weird is the wrong word. He gives a presser unlike any GM I've ever listened to. Hey, do, do you? Can you speak to this at all? Have you listened to him speak at all? Nope, I did not listen to that one, so I can't comment okay. intelligently. However, I do fa- I do feel like it's come to this like twenty four hour news cycle thing, and they must they want to make their name or something to get out there because <laughs> otherwise it's like who is the executive? Huh? Who cares? Yeah, Wesley yeah, that's is. He's he goes in depth on all these things. It's almost like he's a former GM speaking on a podcast or on a radio show when he's doing a presser because he wa- you can tell he loves talking about uh, like his background and how he makes decisions. But that's not really the job of the GM. You're not supposed to explain right. to everyone in the world exactly your process. You're supposed to give them what they need to know and nothing that they don't. And I think a few times he's shared a little bit too much. And today he in this presser from yesterday, he kept saying, you know, my wife keeps telling me, say less sometimes, right? And he kept saying that. And I'm like, man, this is he's just an interesting character. It's unlike any other GM I've ever listened to. Right. And if it was David Stearns, he would say, turn Lewis Princeton, turn Jackie Branley Jr. into yeah. gold. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes you don't want to show your hand too much. But, yeah. But thanks a lot. Have a good day. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Dean. And, again, sometimes I feel like I'm the one keeping callers. He probably wanted to go. Uh, but I wanted to. Yeah. So tomorrow we're going to do this. But write this down. I, I was going to talk about this tonight. I had a segment where I was going to play a clip from Jerry Jones. I was going to play a clip from Kyle Shanahan. And I was going to play a clip from Quesi Adolfo Menson. It was going to be this, hey, here's some of the things that have jumped out from the first day of training camp or whatever. I watched a full 18-minute presser of Quesi today, the Vikings GM. He is, he seems very nice, very intelligent, different. He communicates differently as a GM. I think when he gets up on the podium, it's his intention to really share with the media 
why he's doing what he's doing and how he's doing the job of GM and how he sees his role. And and I, I, I weirdly, it seems like he's a professor in a class. And he's just excited because his students, a.k.a. the, the media, they're excited and they're asking questions and they want to learn. And, and I'll listen to him. he would be like, yeah, that's a great question. That's a really interesting question. Whereas more seasoned GMs or just, you know, more classic run-of-the-mill GMs and, and Brian Gudikins, you know, came up through the ranks and, and was a scout and, and a lot more GMs have that background. Questy's a little bit different, but, you know, Brian Gudikins, very pleasant, very polite, but he's not really going to give you too much. Questy will go and go and go, and I think he was a little bit overly honest in his quote about Kirk where he's like, yeah, you know, he's not Patrick Mahomes and he's not Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers and, Another, and I'm paraphrasing here, although you can look this up and read it, and I recommend you do because I don't have the audio of this. This was in a spoken interview where he said, you know, we're redoing this rebuild on the fly, a competitive rebuild, and I worry a little bit about not just tearing it down to the studs at quarterback. And it sounded like he said, you know, I really thought about maybe trading Kirk because he's no Mahomes, he's no Rodgers, and I, you know, I, I think about it. That might end up being a regret, uh, but we ended up moving on with him. That's just not something you say it might be 100% honest it's probably a conversation that all GMs have you know Brian Gudikinst at one point last offseason when Rodgers was hemming and hawing they probably had a conversation although brief where they're like should we just should we just trade the guy but you don't come out and say it you don't come out and say oh you know we had conversations and you know we we thought about maybe trading him I mean he's getting older he's getting expensive and you know we ultimately decided now nah, we you know we're gonna we're gonna bring him back you don't say it but I think Quessy, it appears, is he's such a good communicator and he loves football and he loves learning about football and he likes talking about football. It's like, dude, this isn't a radio show. This isn't a podcast. This is a GM presser. And there's very valuable information that you can keep inside or let out. And the decision to do the former or the latter, I can land you in hot water. And a couple of times in the presser today, he clarified his words. He's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. As I get older as a GM, I'll probably learn this and that. You know, very interesting. Watch it. Watch a Questy Presser if you haven't, and you're interested in this sort of thing, and you're somebody who actually is intrigued at how professional sports people communicate in pressers and how this, this you know, the media goes back and forth. It's very interesting. So I'm glad that Dean brought that up because we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Uh, we were going to talk about it tonight, and we just didn't have enough time because the Brewers went late. Brian Gudikins was asked if he was tempted to add another tackle because of all of David Bakhtiari's setbacks. And again, we learn a little bit more. Well, I wouldn't really call it setbacks. I think it's just been part of the process as we've gone through. Um, like I said, it was a significant injury. Um, but um, I like our group, you know. So, like, we played all last year, you know, without him and obviously won a lot of games. So um, I think it's one of the ways we build our offensive line. And I think uh, Luke does such a good job with them, uh, cross-training them, that we're able to cover for some of those things. That's such a advantage that the Packers have. You know, earlier this week we were talking about Aaron Ashby's new deal. And the Brewers have set up this system and they have this program to develop pitchers. They're so confident that they can make personnel decisions differently and contract decisions differently than other teams would be able to because they can put so much confidence in their ability to keep developing guys. It's like, oh, we can sign this team-friendly deal early with Ashby because we know that it'll work out. The Packers can make personnel decisions along the offensive line differently than most teams. They can take Zach Tom and Sean Ryan in the draft and develop more second-year guys, and, oh, we're without Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari? Uh, we'll be fine. We'll develop some of these guys. Some of them will pan out. Most teams can't do that. <laughs> I remember Danny Heifetz, the ringer, was on last summer, and I was complaining to him about 
you know, this and that, and how he didn't have a wide receiver. And he's like, hey, Grant, your team has lost best three offensive linemen. Like, Lindsley left in the offseason. Bakhtiari got hurt. Elton Jenkins got hurt. You're starting a rookie and guys that no one's ever heard of. And your offensive line is above average. The Packers are really good at this. Uh, finally, before we take a break, an update on Elton Jenkins. Yeah, Elton's doing great, and uh, we're excited like to get him back out there. Um, hopefully that'll be soon. Uh, he's certainly ahead of schedule. So, um, you know, when he gets out there, I mean, you know, Elton's a unique guy that uh, can line up at five spots. And uh, so when, once we get him out there and kind of get down the road a little bit to see where Dave's at, we'll kind of start looking at those, you know, where everybody's going to line Seems up. to me like Elton Jenkins might be a total battle axe in the way that he's coming through this knee injury. I remember Brian Bulaga, right, blew out his knee twice. Back week one the next year. Not a question. No debate. No question. He's back. And I'm hoping that that's the case with Elton Jenkins. I'm hoping. He seems to be someone who, uh, as the youths say, he's built different. Seems that might be the case with Elton Jenkins. Let's take a break. I have a couple more cuts from Brian Gutekinds, mostly about the wide receivers, because outside of injuries, that's the position group we're all talking about. I'm going to play those for you. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, last couple of minutes. Now I'm excited to talk about Quesito Fomentz and the Vikings tomorrow. This guy is an interesting character. I don't know if it's a really good thing or if it's going to bite him the way that he's speaking with the media. Uh, he has a tendency to maybe overshare a little bit, which with the Kirk Cousins quote, as Dean brought up a couple of minutes back, uh, come back to bite you. You can talk yourself into a, a little bit of a conundrum where you have to explain yourself and nobody wants that. So we're going to hear from Questy more tomorrow. I have a Kyle Shanahan thing that I want to talk about, a Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy thing I want to talk about. So we will take a broader look at some of the more interesting stories around the NFL as camps are getting fired up. Tonight's a short show, so we had to abbreviate things a little bit. Kurt Hogue uh, was supposed to be here tonight to talk Brewers. He's going to join us tomorrow. Uh, actually, I recorded the interview yesterday. I was going to play it today. We'll, just, we'll play it tomorrow. It's fine. It's really, really good. I just, if the show's only an hour tonight, I can talk for an hour. We can talk about the Brewers and the Packers. We'll get to Kurt tomorrow. So Kurt Hogue tomorrow, a broader look around the NFL. I'm very excited. Right now, hearing from Brian Gutekinst, he is asked about injuries. I gave you a little update on Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. And, of course, everyone also wants to know about the wide receivers. This is what I found to be an interesting question. He was asked about whether or not you rush the development and the progression of some of these younger guys because they need to play right away. I think there's things they got to go through. I mean, you know, this is probably, probably a really good question for Matt, but I think there's a foundational way that they teach the offense that you can't really skip steps. Uh, I think the opportunities will change. You know, when you have young receivers, when kind of where we're at uh, for some of those guys. Um, but um, I don't think uh, you can skip steps in, in, in player's progression. Can't skip steps, but the opportunities change. Uh, one more clip, an update on Watkins and Watson, one on the non-football injury list, one on the PUP. Yeah, yeah, Sammy's a very short-term thing. I mean, you never want any guys to miss any time because, um, you know, it's all valuable. Um, but, but Sammy will be very short-term. I think you'll see him out here pretty soon. Uh, you know, Christian was one of those things. We came out of OTAs, and there was, um, I think there was kind of a thought process. We could, you know, do you want to try to push through the season and fi finish this after, after the 2020 season, or should we just go ahead and do it now? And we just did it now. So he'll miss a little bit of time here in camp, but uh, it's not a, nothing long-term. I'd rather have him miss a little time in camp than 
be in and out and just have a really rocky, worthless rookie season. So I think that's the correct decision as, you know, Packers are cautious. All these teams are cautious, especially with a player they just invested a couple of picks in. Uh, trading one of those picks to move up to the Minnesota Vikings, of which Eric on I-90 cheers for. Eric, hello. You can wrap up the show tonight. What's up? How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing swell. Just great. Got to watch the Brewers beat the Twins this afternoon. I only had to talk for an hour, which makes my life easy. No complaints. I felt bad yesterday because you, you kind of wanted to do a little promo for your show, and I and I, I don't think I, I don't feel like I came through for you. Well, you know, no, it's fine. You gave me you gave me a nice liner. Um, in what way don't you think you came through? I mean, we can do it again. We have two minutes right here. Do you want to try again? Let's let's try something a little different. All right. So okay. Let's let's start it off, and, and I'll go, and we'll see if we can't pick some bits and pieces out of it. Okay. Oh, okay. Perfect. You lead. I'll follow. All right. All right. Somewhere in an undisclosed location, high atop the WKTY towers, just south of lacrosse on the north side is Grant Bills consuming the Mississippi Valley with 8,000 watts of shit that probably ain't going to happen. Wearing only a tube sock and mosquito repellent, he's trying to guide the Edmund Fitzgerald of a show to its faithful end. Eric, you said a swear word. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I have a I have a dump, but like I can dump that. I think I dumped it, but that was very nice. But did you did you write a script out that included a swear word? That seems like seems like a little bit of no, a... no, no. I just I just rolled that. I didn't write anything out. I oh, didn't write anything out. well, well done. Uh, I hope I I pressed my green button here. I hope that swear didn't get out. As you said, it's eight thousand watts or whatever. I mean, that's a, a you know that really that's a big tower. So. That is a big tower down there. That was very good, though, Does by the way. Thank you. That'll, that'll make a heck of a commercial. That'll do. Or we could do, like, have you ever been driving home from work thinking about what could have been? Well, listen to the Wisco Sports Show for two hours, and you'll find out about stuff that probably isn't going to happen either. <laughs> like a Packers Super Bowl? <laughs> well, right. I mean, the whole thing about... Sports Talk Radio is, is we spend 95% of the time guessing on what probably isn't going to happen. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Most of the things we talk about right? aren't going to happen. I, I'm with you there. That's, that's right? This job isn't real. The show isn't real for the most part. We just It's entertaining. And that's what makes it so fun. That is that's fun. That's what makes it so fun. Eric, I have to let you go. I have about right? 20 seconds left. I'm yes. going to make a promo Thanks, on this. Thanks, bud. <laughs> he swore. See, that's the thing. I think people are too comfortable talking to me. They're too relaxed. We'll do more NFL stuff tomorrow. Hear a little bit from Aaron Rodgers. Talk to you at four.